The Chestnut Fantasy League fucks. No, they actually suck dick. But other than that, we're good. I love Mitch. When they're pregnant, they want it just as bad as you. I like football. It's the Burbs, boys. Welcome to week 14. It's week one of the Chestnut Fantasy Football League playoffs. And it is time for episode 12 of the Burbs Boys podcasts. Here are your hosts, Pete Beldy and Steve Krippner. Okay, so we are back with episode 12 of the Burbs Boys podcast. And we're back! <laughs> We've got the playoffs pending. Uh, lineups are set somewhat. We'll get into that later. Um, matchups are set as picked by Philly. And yeah, we got a few things to cover here, but um, let's see. So we got news and notes, CFL member updates, loser bracket predictions, playoff predictions, some new rule ideas, including thoughts on tanking, uh, update on Kragans, and then a little fun activity kind of have we've, we've been trending on those the uh, the last few episodes here even though they've been few and far between but uh pete and i wanted to make sure we got one together here ahead of the playoffs so that we'd have some some fun shit to banter about in the thread yeah basically it's just it's just me stealing stuff from other podcasts and making it our own so hopefully it's funny we got some good ideas from drew uh gunner is kind of gonna kind of weigh in a little bit i'm, I'm hopefully we're gonna talk to brian hopefully he says, boss in office, don't care, with no R-E, so he sucks. Anyway, uh, <laughs> newsflash. Um, I don't know, let's just, like, should we just go right into the news and notes? Who cares? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll have to do take two on the news and notes because uh, we're the app updated. It's weird now and we don't know how to use it. Um, So, uh, second time running through this, it'll be probably not as funny and cool, but... Congrats. Well, we've done it better. Like, what? this happened last time, I think a couple episodes ago, where we were like, we sounded better. Nice. More Dude, polished. Good. Yeah, more polished. Dude. I don't know. Like, I feel like I should do an accent second time. I don't know how to do it, but like, or some, <laughs> some weird announcer <laughs> voice. Like, congratulations to Nick Cheb Hudick. Um, yeah, so that was the first news and notes. Congrats to Cheb on the wedding. Yep. Um, it's been a long time since we've done this, so we're not going to hit out all the updates and, you know, things for people, but... Uh, congrats to Chevy. Um, congrats to Phil and Pan on their one and two seed in their first round bye. Um, yeah, um, that's the that's it's such a Phil earned it. Phil's team is we made fun of. I made fun of his team all year because it's old and not that cool. There's some obviously some cool players, but uh, Phil earned it. Points, everything. Pansky did not. But like I was telling you before, and in the, in the write up, you just got to get in. Six seeds always win this fucking Flynn. I think Cheb was a six seed. You were a six seed. I was a six seed. Uh, Moscow was a six seed. Those are four. Those are four Flinners right there. Just that that were not that good. Snuck in, and he's got a buy. So he's he's guaranteed fourth place. Fucking shit. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I agree. That first on the flip side. <laughs> first uh, yeah, on the flip side, sorry to Liberty and Midi, uh, two good teams that did not make the playoffs, and Midi's team obviously is just set up for the future. We, You and I both love that team and have loved it since the draft, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't love it as much without Jonathan Taylor, but whatever. I guess you got him now, so good for the Burbs. Um, um, Liberty, the Liberty thing, I've never seen something someone go 6-0 and and then lose their last seven. Oh. Like, I can see I can see someone going 6-0 and and then lose a couple here and there. But fuck, that is that is off of the cliff, bad, and it could not happen to to a, a worse person. So it's it's good stuff for me. <laughs> yeah, devastating for him. Devastating for the Liberty. Um, what else we got here? So now we're just gonna touch on some football news, just actual football news, because uh, we're we're <laughs> we're hard hitting journalists, um, and we're all about journalistic integrity. So all of this is factually <laughs> correct. Um, Julio being inactive, uh, like we mentioned, not. I mentioned before on the take one, not a big deal because Phil's not playing this week, but uh, my team fully healthy other than questionable, maybe on Kenyon Drake, but uh, we'll see. He's, I haven't they, heard anything from him today, but they just keep, he was, he's just not, when you look at him, he's not dynamic at all, but they just feed him the ball and he just scores points. Like I, we're talking I, about Kenyon Drake. Look, yeah. Look at, look at his boring. game log. And it's like, he's going to get you 12 points every game. I hope so, yeah. And fucking hey, he's Chase Edmonds is better, right? Yeah, no, I'm hoping, you know, obviously dynasty-wise I have Chase Edmonds. I'm hoping he gets the chance to really take it over. He's definitely got more upside, especially in a PPR league. So, um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, CMC being doubtful and Tony Gibson being doubtful. Zeke being not necessarily doubtful injury-wise, but just kind of falling off there. Tough, Man. some tough blows for Brian's team there, uh, and then Dude, this stuff this fucking sucks. That like I'd be, I know, I'd be so, I'd be so sad. But I mean, it is dynasty, and he still has all those players, and he made it this far without Christian McCaffrey. So I mean, his team, yeah. oh, Christ. It the the fu- funny thing is he still has OBJ coming into his lineup next year, coming off of that injury. It's like what when did yeah, he's when did we sneak that by us? Thanks a lot, Gunner. <laughs> Yeah, he'd be fine. Honestly, he's gonna trade one of those guys this year, yeah. this off season. You'll you'll trade one of them. Uh, I don't know who's gonna bite. The only person that I would want is Tony Gibson because of the grill. Uh, I don't want a white <laughs> running back. Uh, yeah. I don't want Zeke. Yeah, I just want I want Tony. What's his real name? <laughs> Antonio. Antonio Gibson. Tony Gibson's way funnier. Um, oh yeah. Nukes injured. I think I, I, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing uh, earlier today that he was back to practice today, so I think he's fine. I do have that in my breakdown for later, so um, I have I have it written down, but I don't want to look for it right now. Uh, Goddard, what do you think about Goddard with Jalen Hurts at QB? Uh, I love Goddard. His heart. Andy's team they were lacking tight end, obviously. Uh, traded for him. Carson Wentz loves Goddard. He's way better than Zach Ertz. I don't know if Jalen Hurts will uh, feed. I just don't know what Jalen Hurts will be. I think he's sweet, obviously, because I've picked him up like seven different times. Uh, but that's a huge one going forward just to see what – because I think Andy will win. But I, it's interesting to see what Jalen Hurts will do with Goddard for Andy when he plays uh, Phil next week. 
Okay. Consolation Bracket Breakdown. Now we're going to get into the loser bracket breakdown predictions or whatever. The um, long one. Ultimately, who really cares uh, about these, um, <laughs> honestly? But uh, we'll talk about them because, you know, otherwise we're just talking about two matchups and that's no fun. So, uh, loser bracket. We'll start out here with um, your matchup, you and Liberty. So, uh, we kind of alluded to Liberty's ridiculous skid um, from his hot start, but... Your team's actually picked up a little steam the last couple of weeks, not being too bad. I mean, you beat me, uh, and then last week you put up 107 points. So um, with Liberty kind of on that skid and posting just like middling numbers in the 80s, what do you think your chances are to to move past and stay away from that freaking Tiger? Uh, I I almost guarantee I destroy him. I just don't. James Conner's not good. Ellen Robinson has, is on the shittiest team ever. Adam Thielen is wide receiver two there now because Jetta is the man. Um, his team does not scare me at all. His team can obviously put up points, but uh, they got they have pretty good matchups. If you look at the matchups, it's all green. Who cares? I My team is – I had one plan, and it was to get just a stable of running backs, mm-hmm. and I got it. So if I, if I get last place this year – Great. Who cares? Who gives a shit? I, I'm just crossing my fingers for next year, hoping that those running backs uh, matter, because they seem like they're all top ten uh, dynasty running backs from everything that I've seen. Yeah. Fuck. If I can, oh my god, if Swift and Taylor and J.K. Dobbins can just be guys, I'm gonna f- double middle finger fucking everyone. I'm gonna be so personal. <laughs> I'm gonna be so personal with my attacks on people <laughs> who've been dogging on me all year. I'm going to I'm going to dig deep on attacks. It's going to be awesome. The only one, I'm going to be honest, the only one of those running backs I like is Swift. I think Dobbins sure. could be okay. You know, I don't I don't think Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know how he could not be good this year. If he was going to be good, I would think we would have seen some flashes. But like, have there been any flashes of brilliance? I don't know. I don't really. I guess I don't really watch the tape. But from everything I've heard on po- other podcasts that are not as you know, informed and uh, well well produced as ours uh, and well researched. They've said that uh, he's not just not there. Nobody's seeing it. He looks slow. He's just not reading it well. The game's too fast for him at the NFL level. Blah 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 blah. Yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah. I sold my soul for this team, so uh, I'm ride or die. But uh, yeah, I mean, you definitely with Doggins. I- <laughs> I tried to bid uh, pretty high on Ty Johnson. I'm actually really pissed you outbid me on him. And the fact that you did yeah, for $69 made it even worse. <laughs> it's just salt in the wound. I was like, God damn it. And I dropped down like 30 on him. And I'm like, you know, he's got a chance. Yeah. I mean, who else do they have there? Nobody. But um, No, he's sweet. He's fast. He's got cool hair too. So fuck it. Exactly. Cool hair. Anyway, next matchup, we'll go to Cheb and Doyle. Um, I picked Cheb to win it because Doyle is starting Kyle Rudolph. Um I'm just going to give Doyle a free tip here, though, just because uh, that's what this this podcast is for. That's to make the league better. Um, he needs to drop Kyle fucking Rudolph and go pick up Jordan Atkins for free and start him. Yep. Not only is he going against the Bears this week, and the Bears have given up the third most points to tight ends, but uh, he's young. Um, he's only been in the league for two years, and how I don't Kyle Rudolph's like 170, and he's been in the league for like. 190 years so I don't know how 
anybody in Doyle's position coming in, just picking up scraps at the end uh, of a draft and being in a, an expansion draft team can go in and, and like in good conscience ever roster somebody that old and worthless. I, I just don't understand it. <laughs> Cam Newton getting five sucks too. He might be tanking too, but we'll get to tanking later. Yeah, he may be tanking. Uh, but yeah, I still think Chevy wins it. What do you think? I totally agree. Okay. Chubb's team's not as bad as I've been dogging for. It's really bad. Like, Daryl Henderson is not as good as I thought he was going to be. Right. Uh, but Josh Allen's a stud. Uh, Michael Pittman's a stud for Dynasty. Um, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brandon Cooks is fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, next matchup would be Midian and Prink. Uh, Prink's, yeah. Prink's tanking. He should be tanking. Uh, he wants the first pick. I don't know why everyone wants to. Let's just talk tanking. Fuck it. Why do people want the first pick? Who gives a shit? Like, Midi, Midi had all these picks last year, you know, and a couple years ago. Look at him now. Loser's bracket. I had the, all these picks. Look at me now. Fucking three wins. Who? Why do you want picks? At this point, I understand the need to want. What, what do I got to lose? But don't you want to, like, don't you want to have some fucking pride just a little bit of just set your best lineup and say oh hey fuck you i don't know that's just my opinion but i i I, at the same time i do kind of get it because at one point i was like yeah pick sweet sick but like this draft class get makes my wiener so soft Mm. that i don't give a shit i just want to beat liberty i want to i want to win this consolation bracket so i can flash brain to everyone in the league you know, as a member of the league, I would enjoy seeing that. But uh, also, I just – I 100% agree with you. I don't get it. I don't understand the tanking thing. I could never just be like, oh, that's... Also, I'm stupid. Uh, I'll just throw that out there. I don't know shit about college football, and I don't think draft picks are worth anything. And, uh, you know, my strategy, as I put it in my presser a couple of weeks ago, is just always high floor players. And not necessarily, like, super high ceiling guys, but I just want the guys with yeah. the highest floor that I can get. And that's not a rookie. And I want that instant gratification. I am way too fucking impatient to sit around and wait for a rookie <laughs> to be a backup for three years and hopefully develop because it's just not going to happen. We trade too often in this league anyways. Those draft picks aren't going to do you any good because you're going to be making moves and sh- you know, like shucking and jiving around, getting rid of people. Maybe once we expand rosters, it'll be a little bit different. But, you know, yeah. right now, uh, I just – draft picks, Just I don't care about them. I want a couple here I and there, care. but – if you have anybody, if you have a pick in the first round, you know, you're going to have a chance at a good rookie, like at one of the positions. Sure. So nobody knows how it's going to play out. I mean, nobody thought freaking Antonio Gibson was going to be running back six this year. Brian picked him up for nothing. In the third round. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, what you told me yesterday resonates the most. Who fucking cares? Like, this league does not – we don't give a shit that much to totally complain and bitch at each other. And we just don't care that much. And if you want to tank, like Prink is tanking. Tommy's obviously tanking. Gunner's being a little bitch. Um, if you want to tank, great. We're yeah. going to make a rule for it. We're, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it at Craig's. Or if Craig's gets canceled, we'll talk about it at Gunner's Farm or wherever the fuck we meet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think Mitty wins and fuck you, Prink. Well, then I guess that leaves us to Tom and Gunner. I don't even really want to talk about it. Obviously, Gunner's nope. going to win because so, Tom's going to just absolutely. Uh, look at the matchup, though. Gunner's going to lose for sure. Oh, did he go Gunner... through? Did he go yeah, Gunner through? is now officially starting a backup quarterback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. We just uh, talked third... about that shit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. A third string running back. 
the fourth string receiver. Uh, I guess Tyler Conklin might start for the Vikings. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope to God <laughs> Gunner wins with this lineup because I will laugh my ass off. He's probably pissed that Cam Akers went out there and freaking put up 20 points. <laughs> like, honestly. Yes, I, I want <laughs> Champy Flinship Breakdown. Now we're going to get into the shit that really matters, and that would be the actual Champy Flinship matchups between me and Stinkbait and Mosk and Dirtwig. So, which one do you want to do first? Uh, do the shittier one first, Mosk and Herwig. Okay, so I just kind of have, like, biggest concerns in that for, for those teams and then the things I think could be the game changers or what helped them win. But uh, my biggest concern for Moskva's team is Josh Jacobs. He's listed as yep. questionable. Mosk obviously needs him to play or he's starting two Tampa Bay running backs. Um, <laughs> and that's disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah, he needs yeah, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that. Until you notice, until you call that out, he's actually rostering all three Tampa Bay running backs. Yeah, so he could have picked two of the like two of the three and might even have it wrong because it's just that backfield is a mess. I guess he would be hoping for twenty points out of the two of them, which really isn't that bad, but still, uh, sc- <laughs> scary proposition in the uh, in the championship bracket. So, um, yeah, yeah. Another note here is uh, that I have is that T. Y. Hilton wins championships. Circa the twenty five fifth or the circa the twenty fifteen weenie babies, um, he's come back. <laughs> he's come back uh, the last couple weeks, and Mosk is sucking it in harder than a liberal liberal arts freshman with daddy issues. Uh, it's sad, really. He scored six to nine points all season, and then now he's got touchdowns in back to back weeks. And uh, Mosk's got him starting in his flex, so um, that's scary. Uh, if I was Mosk, I'd probably be looking at the waiver wire. And honestly, I saw Sterling Shepard was out there. And he looks a little bit better to me uh, rather than staring down that barrel of a freaking T.Y. Hilton flex option. So um, Tyler Lockett, I think, is the real key here for, for Mosk, uh, other than obviously Josh Jacobs being being healthy. Um, Lockett put up 45 points in week seven against the Redbirds and could at any point just put up an absolute ridiculous game. Uh, that is, with Andy's team just being that high floor Really solid team. For Moscow to win, he needs something out of Tyler Lockett this week. Uh, but he does have all good matchups. Um, his whole team is green matchups. And uh, yep. I think, you know, it, in my opinion, that's why I think he ends up winning this week. He's got great matchups across the board. His team's fairly healthy. And even if he does have to start two Tampa Bay running backs, um, I think if he gets a big week out of Tyler Lockett, which I'm, I'm hoping he does because I have Russell Wilson and I need to bounce back from him, uh, I think he wins it. Yeah, I like that. I uh, the T.Y. Hilton thing really. I agree. Uh, Drew's team. Drew's team will score a hundred points, like on the dot. Yep. hundred. And it doesn't scare me. Doesn't shouldn't scare Phil. Shouldn't shouldn't scare anybody. Uh, Derrick Henry is that is the is the guy on his squad. Raheem Mostert is shit. He will get. He's got such a fucking low ceiling. Uh, can I? Dick yeah. Can be, I? Can I just cut in there? I have a uh, pre-written rip on uh, a one-liner for Raheem Moser. I'm, so I'm just going to read, read it through it. Uh, biggest concern for Drew is in his is his decision-making ability. Why would he start Raheem Mostert 
We should change his name to Raheem No Start. <laughs> Am I right? He's a solid high floor. He has solid high floor options like Wayne Gallman or potentially Mike Davis on his bench. And he's going to go with a committee back like Raheem. No start. Yikes. I'm assuming that. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming that. I'm assuming that he sticks with it, uh, whether he hears this podcast or not. But I just don't understand that move. No, dude, insert a lap. Insert a laugh track after that. When I say Raheem, no start, because I, I think yeah. it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I think I think Moscow wins. Like, like no shit. Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams. That's like a almost a guaranteed forty to fifty points. That's like on the low end. Yeah. Uh, if if Josh Jacobs ends up starting, I think Moscow probably wins easily. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because I do think Andy has a better team, but just this week, I think Moscow wins. I agree. Uh, yeah, and let, yeah, especially if I guess Nuke was back at practice today. I do have that in the notes here, so I don't think he's going to have to start Devonte Parker. But they, he hasn't. They haven't looked that good. It's weird. No, I had that in mind. We'll get to that. I guess that's a good transition into the other matchup of me and Milner's. Um, my biggest concern for myself is Delvin going against Tampa. Uh, yeah. They are a really good run defense, and Delvin just hasn't been putting up those gaudy numbers that he was at the beginning of the season. In uh, my other the other area of big concern for me is Russell Wilson hasn't posted a twenty plus point game in four weeks. So yeah, what the fuck is the deal? I don't know. He needs to bounce back because uh, I can't not start him. You know, he's Russell Wilson. It sucks. It's not like I'm going to pick up a streamer and think I have a better option out there right now, but. Right. He he's a big concern for me, so I just keep waiting for that bounce back week, and hopefully it's this week. Um, I traded for Melvin Gordon because I wanted somebody to be my flex and just be like a solid locked in flex. Uh, I need him to be good this week. He was like 15 for 140 yards or something last week. Had a good, really good week. I need him to carry that mo into this one. I'm nervous about benching Hayden Hurst and Tyler Boyd because, again, with my strategy of having high floor guys on the field, I think both of those guys have, you know, seven, eight, nine point floor. Um, so it's hard to keep them off when yeah, Melvin could show up with a three spot because he's just so up and down. But I'm really hoping, hey, really hoping. Hayden, Hayden Hurst has been like the last, what, the last few weeks has just been like seemingly not even part of the team. Yeah, that's true. So maybe not him, but it's hard to bench. Like it's a really tough decision for me between Tyler Boyd and Melvin Gordon. Tyler Boyd came out last week. Had he he had thirteen points and he got ejected in the first quarter. Like he came out and was like yeah. three catches for seventy yards and a touchdown immediately. I'm like shit. So that's a tough I decision. Think he, but. I think the running back always trumps a wide receiver. If you if it's like if they're deadlocked even, yeah, Melvin Gordon will touch the ball. Will touch the ball fifteen times, right? And he's talented enough to take one sixty yards. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. So I think your lineup is good. I think it's you're not going to tinker with it. You're just going to fucking set it. Dalvin will get the, will touch the rock thirty damn times. Yep. Because Zimmer, Zimmer will say fuck it, and they'll just make sure he gets thirty touches. So that's awesome. Just he better stay healthy. Yeah. 
Yep, so that's that. My uh, Obviously, the biggest concerns for Brian's being CMC not playing. Um, and if, that sucks. Yeah, if, he, if he's, he's as a doubtful. Antonio Gibson's already out because of that turf toe or whatever he's got going on. Um, that's just insane to me, the running backs that he has. It's 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 really, uh, if, if I wasn't going against him, I'd feel bad for him, but I'm secretly obviously very happy. So uh, Antonio Gibson being an RB6 is just asinine with already having CMC, AK-47, and Zeke yep. on your squad. But uh, to have that going on, that have him held out this week is good for me, terrible for Brian. Um, still can't believe he's going to have OBJ next year, but I do think with Ty, uh so Tyreek Hill, uh, shit, who are they going against this week? I just remember looking at the matchup and thinking. Dolphins. Dolphins. They're tough on the tight end, so that means Tyreek Hill's going to feast because if they're going to mitigate Travis Kelsey, which is also not good for me, um, Tyreek Hill's going to just go off. So I think he easily has 20-plus points. Uh, and then that entire di- Vikings defense is just trash. So Antonio Brown probably going to have his big breakout game that gets him the contract for next year that he wants. Uh, of course, it's going to be against my Vikings and against my fantasy squad. So, I don't know. On paper, it looks like I have the advantage, but my gut tells me Brian can throw up a 150 any week, and I'm really scared that this is the week he does it. Okay, what are you? Who are you honestly choosing? Like, obviously, you want your you to win, but who do you think is going to win? I, in my opinion, Brian wins. Like, I still think Brian wins it. Oh. Yeah, he, can, if Drew Brees is coming back. Alvin Kamara is a 20-point lock, but it's not. He's not coming back. Yeah. So Alvin Alvin Kamara is not Alvin Kamara with Taysom Hill. Like, he'll score 10 to 15 points, and that's fucking it. Um, Zeke, Zeke is a very, very solid uh, running back number two. He'll give him, like, 8 to 15. So I think he's rostering and starting two running back twos. And then a very, very risky Amari Cooper because fucking Andy Dalton blows my ween. Antonio Brown could end up raping a chick tonight and get suspended because he's he's the worst human being on the planet next to Darius Geis. <laughs> so Brian's whole team, like you said, it's like the anti, anti-crip. It's got no fucking floor. They, they all could light it up, score 40 points. But I, I it's weird. I don't have any confidence in his team. Uh, and so I think I'm choosing you, and I'm going to jinx you, and you're going to probably score 40. Damn you. Damn you to hell. Um, I love you, but that sucks because it just – you're such a jinx. Yeah. <laughs> you really are. Yeah. You, you literally killed Liberty's team. You did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You put it on the record. I think the last time we podcast uh, – did a podcast. Oh, you put it on the record that Liberty's team was going to freaking run the table, and then he lost seven games in a row. So yeah. I <laughs> – I hate you, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, Sorry. I, I, you just, you just, you know, you believe in me, and as a, as a friend, I can appreciate that. But as a competitor, son of a bitch. Uh, that's it for those <laughs> those matchups. Um, I guess now we'll just go into the uh, the Mount Rushmore, the fun activity. Getting silliners with current champ Brian Milliners. Not at work. At a place of work or at your house? No, I'm at work. Jeez. I don't know. I haven't seen your house in a while, dude. <laughs> in the office. That's scary. That's sweet. You're going to get in trouble. You're a rule breaker. But look, we, 
but we look presentable. So like if someone comes in, you can be like, look it, we're just business associates. Sometimes. Yes, if I do this, it's because I'm looking at my door. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, well, yeah. Okay, we'll make this quick then. Yeah. It's going to be pretty pretty basic. Is this the first time you've been on the pod? Uh, second. Last year's championship. Yeah, that's right. We called him. I remember that. Pete, don't swear. This will be just like it. Because you're going to win it again, right? <laughs> Is this getting recorded yet? Yeah. I'm sure the whole thing's recorded already. Oh, yeah. Oh, Everything. Including all those tr- struggles you had trying to get connected to the audio. <laughs> You've never done that in a web meeting. <laughs> what do I click? Ooh. So, Brian, what do you think? What about our matchup? Come on, tell me. Yeah, break it down. Um, we already got my hot take. What's that? Um, that I think you're going to win. Yeah, he chose you. Don't you remember when uh, I couldn't hear you guys? So you were saying something. I could see your face, but I couldn't hear anything. I was faking talking. Ask Pete. I wasn't actually saying anything. I was just acting they angry. I was just <laughs> lipping it. I was like, <laughs> no, I, wasn't, I wasn't talking to you, Crip. So oh yeah, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't listening to you. No more. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I think my luck has ran out. Oh God, here we go. Yeah. Um, sure. The Gibson injury really hurts me. Yeah, it does. Uh, I'm with McCaffrey being out. I didn't think he'd even come back. But got a got a bank on Antonio Brown, lighting up the old bikes. Which is what? Yeah, but, which is why I think you're going to win. Um, I think Antonio Brown's lock for 20-plus. I think Tyreek Hill's a lock for 20-plus. Uh, Pete said they're playing the Dolphins. I didn't look at that. I couldn't remember the team, but... Uh, apparently the Dolphins are tough on tight ends, so that's going to minimize my Travis Kelsey output, which means Tyreek Hill's going to have a big week. Uh, I think at running back, you know, the Tampa Bay is going to be tough on the run, so that means Delvin's probably – and he hasn't been outstanding the last few weeks. Uh, Delvin's going to get a lot of touches. He's probably going to be, like, between 15 and 20 points. But when you put up – when you put Zeke in AK-47, the, you're going to get 30 out of the two of them for sure. I don't think I'm going to – I might get 30 out of my running backs. So quarterback matchup, Russell Wilson's been scary bad the last four weeks. Uh, I just you go down through it, and I just think it matchup to matchup, you are better off. The only thing I could hope for is Melvin Gordon rushes for sixty yards and two touchdowns, and it surprises me with a twenty point flex. Yeah, that's true. I think that you're undersigned your team quite a bit. It's a, it's a, so myself. It's the classic Brian anti jinx. Oh. Crip is pulling it off very well right now. <laughs> um, Russ plays against the Jets. You got to remember that. Yeah. He's going to go up 305, oh, probably. You, th- you think so? Because uh, he played against a really trash team. Um, he played against, let's who was it? Um, he went against Arizona, who's supposed to be bad uh, against the pass. Only put up 20. Uh, the Rams, Philly... Philly is absolutely atrocious. He put up 14 against Philly and threw two picks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's been throwing interceptions like crazy, but he hasn't scored. He hasn't scored over 20 points in four weeks. In the last four weeks, you guys are would both beat uh, Moscow and Andy's matchup, which is why this sucks. <laughs> That's probably true. It's so yeah, that's why that last week mattered so much. Oh, yeah. it's crazy. I've never, I've never thought that would happen. It was. 
It was unbelievable. Okay, but. here's a game. Here's a game. Hypothetically, uh, Brian, if you lose, who are you? Who are you put on the trade block immediately? Oh. You had to pick one guy, just one. Just one? Yeah, stoke yes. the fire. Stoke the fires. I want to know. Zeke. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. McCaffrey's on the list now with the Zeke. But like Zeke's also up there. Yeah, Zeke's. I bet you Zeke and uh, Delvin Cook look a little bit different than all that shit you gave me for it at the beginning of the season. I was trying to get Zeke from you for Delvin, and you're like, "No way is Zeke or is is Delvin as good as Zeke?" Blah 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 blah. He's still not, but oh, okay. <laughs> okay, great. Same question to you then. Who who's your number one trade away target? Me. If you me, yeah. number yeah. one trade. Uh, I'd probably get. I'd probably dump Kelsey. Just because he's gonna be, get, I'm gonna get the highest return for him, and he's he's getting older. I don't, I'd give him to one like Andy or well, I guess Andy's got Kittle, but like Gunner or somebody that really wants to try and win next year. I'd get rid of him and try and get some young capital for him. I don't know. I just don't. Yeah, I don't. Can need we trade it. this week? <laughs> yeah, maybe next. Maybe if we get rid of that uh, that trade deadline, which I'm not in favor of, but I guess we'll. Sure, I'll give you McCaffrey for Kelsey this week. Straight up, just, just I'll just flop <laughs> for the year, and then you can roll. And I got C Mac going into next year. I'd be into that. Um, and then Brian, what is? Give me your all time. We're doing a, a Mount Rushmore of funniest moments in CFL history. <laughs> give me one of your top funniest moments in CFL history. Going back, our ten year anniversary is, is next year. So just thinking back, like I got Andy's. Andy sent me a big list that I'll go over. Uh, obviously, Crip and I are gonna do our little Mount Rushmore. I based this whole podcast off of part of my day, so I just <laughs> I just fucking just rip all the things that they do. That's so funny. I figured you'd appreciate it. Yes, as you should. So what is one of yours? Um, I'm really liking this rivalry that's developing between Tom and Gunny. <laughs> I think it's super funny. I love that Gunner of all people is standing up for integrity. <laughs> <laughs> I find that to be just gold. But yeah, that tanking stuff super funny. Um, funny stuff. There's so many just like random funny things that happen every year. Just the trades that happen. But it's hard to like pinpoint one. You put me on the spot here. Yeah, so Andy's Andy's was the burning of the Tim Tebow jersey in the parking lot of Evans. That was his choice. And so it's like, fuck, I didn't even remember that. But of course I don't remember that. Yeah. Is that Craigans? Yeah, if it happened after 8 p.m., I probably don't remember anything. I mean, I guess beating up Krippner on the ice was pretty, pretty good. I like that. Uh, for the record, that actually did happen. He took me down, and my, I took a real pride shot that day because it was on ice, to be fair, so I lost my footing. But uh, it's fair and square. He, We were wrestling, and Brian pinned me like I was nothing, and I was really excited. you got to watch out for those Hutch kids. Yeah, they're wrestlers. I thought it was Iowa kids that were just really dangerous, but apparently it's those thick mid, mid-central mid Minnesotan boys, too. you gotta, you got to look out for them. <laughs> But also super funny that same year when Krippner ate that fish. Oh, <laughs> bit its head off. 2015 champ year. I went hard and I had a huge beer yeah. that year. So oh, that's right. That was your championship year. 
fish guts just dripping on that massive beard. <laughs> the weenie babies? T.Y. Weenie babies. Sorry, Brian. Yeah, I hate that team. Yeah, well, T.Y. Hilton's still around, still out in the championship playoffs. We were jo- joking about Mako starting him this week earlier in the podcast. <sighs> Funny. Now you're starting Russ, huh? Still. Come full circle. Yep, still starting Come Russ. I'm just a fanboy. Brian, who do you want the most on my team? Ooh. Peace team's kind of sweet. I want Swift. For as much much trash as I talk about your team, I do like it. (laughs) (sighs) I've been trying to get Dobbins, but you won't give them to me. I will. I said it. I told you. I'm probably going to trade one of those three. And people seem to like... uh, People seem to like Dobbins the most. Would you give him Dobbins and Taylor for CMC? I no. fuck no. <laughs> I was just curious if you want like consensus number one overall fantasy yes. dynasty player. It's, it's a fair trade. I would. I wouldn't give them both. Yeah. But I'd probably do one of them plus. That's. I don't have anyone else. So like plus, I don't know. If I have no one else. I have those three guys. That's it. I'll give you so me. sad. That's new, new Pete talking right there. New Pete. New, uh, new Pete. Change, Pete. So sad. Well, I traded so much this year. I was gonna say Craig's Pete is a whole different guy, and I don't know. No. Like what he's saying now really doesn't matter. But uh, I, okay, so D. I want DeAndre Swift from you. So I want <laughs> AJ Brown and DeAndre Swift. I'll give you Dalvin Cook and uh, Travis Kelsey for those two. Um, I'd do anything for Dalvin. But <laughs> that. You don't want old yeah. Travis Kelsey. No, he's how old is Cap, how old is Travis Kelsey? Is he thirty? I think he's thirty-one. So he's got yeah. probably three years left as a tight end, maybe two. If it if two. it was like Kittle, yeah, then yeah, I would. yeah. But I have I have the next Travis Kelsey on my team. You think Who's so? That? You think Mad so? Mike Kasicki? Oh my god! <laughs> he's not. No, nobody. That no. Nobody. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. The only reason he's so good is because he is dripping swag. He looks like an extra from Ballers. He's so cool. These are my new friend, Brian. Back off. Thanks. No ni- sweeter one. No nicotine, no tobacco, and it's still it's exactly like chew. Like it makes you spit. It's got little pouchies. This is apple flavor. They're is it coffee? And they're cheaper. Is it coffee, Crip? No, they make coffee ones, but these are the the ones that I have are like tea essentially. I was I was confused, so I was on Amazon looking at those, like you said, and I was like, "Do I get? Is it coffee? What the hell?" Did you get them on Amazon? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're more expensive on Amazon. If you go directly to their website, they're only like three bucks a tin, and it's like two dollars shipping. Oh, I got I got them for twenty bucks. Is that bad for five tins? Uh, no, I got three tins for. Three tins plus shipping was twelve dollars. I'll still get in trouble for fucking chewing these. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The best part of this interview is the fact that you just sent a picture of Mike Gasecki to the thread during the interview. <laughs> real, real time, people won't know until they get to the podcast that that was what that was about. <laughs> yeah, when we're when we're a superflex next year, we still got to talk about uh, league rules. Do you have any league rule ideas, Brian? Uh, yeah. Explain your tanking rule idea. 
Oh, the tanking rule idea that I came up with. Oh, so if you're in the loser bracket and you have a first round, your own first round pick, you have to trade that to somebody else. That's in the loser's bracket. Like that week? Yeah, once you find out you're in the loser's bracket. So you can either do that as a lottery or maybe the worst team gets to pick whose first rounder they want. That'd be fun. I think that'd be really fun. Funny. I'll add that to my list. Or you could do like a tanking bit where you are trying to tank. And the team that gets seventh place, yeah. right, best team, has to do the um, the bad thing, or they get punished, right? But the tanking team still gets the first pick. We need to do something, obviously. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty annoyed with this because, like Pete and I talked about, the whole thing is just supposed to be fun, and this is not fun. <laughs> when people are tanking, it's like this just isn't what it's. It's not the spirit of the league. It's not what we're trying to do. We're just out here to have fun and have a good time. And when it gets serious like that, and then now I, it makes it even worse for me because I'm so mad that people are taking it so seriously that I'm taking it seriously. <laughs> it's just terrible. I hate it. Yeah, especially when your commissioner gets mad when you bring it up. It's just yeah. That's when you know it's just sad. <laughs> you can't show emotion over a text. You can't even show the context of my voice, my uh, my inflection in my voice. I'm totally even keel always. And All I had to do is this one little poke last night. Wait, so somebody's tanking and Pete just lost it. Had to bring up both my losses to 13 and 14. That's what. That's the it kind of shit. Pansky does that same shit. He'll just, he just knows how to poke me. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just negging. Yeah. Just trolling. Give me, give me my, give me my two rings from a decade ago. And I'm going to still talk shit about it. <laughs> yes. It was. Yes. I was 19, but fuck <laughs> you guys. Oh yeah. So good. <laughs> uh, let's just do Mount Rushmore with fucking Brian instead of Pansky. Let's just ham this out real quick. Okay. Brian, you got a minute? Mara, right. what are we doing? Just talking about the... Here, let me just stop this recording and start the next one. The Mount Rushmore of Chestnut Fantasy Moments with Brian, Pete, and Steve. So, Pete, why don't you introduce this little Mount Rushmore uh, activity you have here, and uh, and then we'll do our little snake draft. I'm glad. Okay, yeah, I'm glad that we have Brian here. Um, Mount Rushmore is you pick a top four. We'll just draft for top CFL moments. We've had a league for this is our ninth season, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of funny things that have happened in it. Uh, Andy's what this will not be able to be chosen. Oh, Andy's got a bunch of them. Which one should I choose for Andy? Anyway, uh, so basically, you choose your funniest moment that you can think of from uh, the history of the CFL. And so Andy, if he was here, would have said like, oh, the burning of the Tim Tebow jersey in the parking lot of Craigens. And so I would draft that for my team and then we move on. So we're going to go me, Krippner, Brian, Brian, Krippner, me, snake draft style. So I'll start. Does that make sense? Any questions? Make sense? Makes sense to me. Yeah. So obviously, if I have the first pick, I think it's hands down the Brian picture on the pontoon. It's not even like that. 
it's not even that bar. It's just the picture of it is is a top moment. So I'm gonna write down picture of Brian in pontoon. And there's lots of context that goes with that picture, and I can talk about that day and that draft. But it's just the picture. It's just the best picture of all time. <laughs> so, Crip, what do you think? What's your first pick? Um, going into that, I mean, obviously, if I was just going to say as a whole, I guess what I had here is Andy's cabin draft, which is that entire weekend. But um, yep. I'm going to I'm gonna specify it down like you did so we get, leave it open for Brian a little bit more. Um, I think my favorite part uh, or one of the my first pick of that was uh, the first time ever seeing Brian Milner's wiener. Um, and that was it was that draft. I lived with the kid. I lived with the kid for a while and uh, did not see it ever. And, you know, being a good, being a guy and being friends with a guy like that's a kind of like a rite of passage of being good friends is seeing the other guy's rig. And uh, that's when it happened for me. Um, and I think Liberty as well was the first time he ever saw Brian's rig because he was so ham sauced, passed out in that little bunk bed. So that, that was it for me. Back to back picks of <laughs> Brian. <laughs> What is this Mount Rushmore of? Top CFL moments. Just anything, anything that's happened with the the CFL. You can't you can't talk about Liberty's boat. It's still, <laughs> you can't. That's still a sore subject. I don't know if it. I don't know if it's still. I don't, you never know if his dad will listen to this. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, that is for sure up there. I think I'm gonna have to go with um, on the island, the island draft. Yeah, island draft was great, dude. The fucking tornado at the end? Yes. After everyone left and we are all left on the island, I think there was four of us. Bad. Uh, Tommy O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> and a... Him dumping uh, in the... Using the bags? Corn, in the cornhole. has to be... It takes the cake. It's, I have a picture of it. It's classic. It's got to be the most stupid genius idea I've ever seen. I was like, God, that guy is such a hot mess. But I'm like, it actually is brilliant. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I like that. That is a good one. Okay. You're back to back. Snake draft. Oh, back to back. Oh, shit. Um, another moment. I do like this tanking moment currently that's going on, but I don't know that that's a top, a top moment. It's pretty good. It's good. Um, it's gonna change the course of the league, so I'm into it. I just like the. I just. I love the rivalry between. It's quietly a rivalry between Tom and Gunner. Okay. I think it's super funny. Anytime they get in the same room, it's just oh. not bickering and bantering. <laughs> it's just classic. I, I love every every minute of it. I agree. I like that. And that's like. Oh, it's my turn now. My turn now. Yeah. Um, I'd have to go with the uh, when that JC's fishing tournament when we were actually out on the ice and it was really warm. Um, it was like forty-five degrees, uh, <laughs> and you're out there, Pete. You're just out there with that grill. That was hilarious to me. You were so serious, <laughs> dead set on that grill, just making brats and stuff for everybody. Uh, and then Pansky actually caught a fish and entered it into the actual tournament. Um, <laughs> That that to me was one of the funniest things. That just that whole day of being out on the ice, that part of it. And then was that, was that the picture where everyone's like this? Yep. Yeah, I think <laughs> when you say everyone, yes, you were doing that. <laughs> well, was that the one where Brian drove on the ice? Uh, <laughs> when Brian full yeah. panicked because he thought he was gonna die. 
<laughs> Driving over those fucking ice sheets. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was that year, but that definitely happened at some point. Um, there before or after. Uh, okay, mine is mine's pretty basic. It's when Cheb, maybe it was the second draft, and Cheb like was late to the draft. Didn't show up. We started without him. He like breaks the fucking door down and yells Blair Walsh, and it was his pick. And it was the third round, so he drafted Blair Wallace in the third round. It's an all-time <laughs> moment, though. It's like a memory that I'll, I'll legit never forget. Ooh, Blair Walsh. That's a good one. It is a good one. So you got to go again now, Pete? Yeah, I have another one for sure. Okay. It's not not many people. Uh, not many people were at this one. It was the Dodge in draft. Oh yeah. Uh, it was. And it wasn't even, like, necessarily the draft day. It was the next day when everyone left. But besides me, Tommy, Liberty, and I think Moskva, we, like, drank at Chili's all day. And we went to, we went to like, college freshman parties. It was the most backwards. Oh, that was really, really embarrassing. Oh, man. Oh, that's good. That's I don't know that I, I don't know that I fully understood this when I was going into it. I guess it's not necessarily a moment, but uh, I think this if I had to put um, something on I guess it would be the moment we decided to add pressers to the league. Um, I would put that up on the Mount Rushmore of like all the things that when I'm talking to other people about our league that they think is just hilarious and I can't, can't believe you guys do that. Oh my god, that's so funny. It's got to be pressers. That's what I think one of the biggest things that sets this league apart. And obviously it's indicative of a million other things of why our buddies and our league is great. But I think that just kind of one item in, encapsulates it so well. Just Mount Rushmore item would be the presser. Love it. Absolutely. Um, I think another monumental moment, it's obviously league changing, was the addition of 13 and 14. Nice. Well, my moment is, is not about that. It's about <laughs> the, the year previous when they were in the league and then the husband drive home. They were not a part of the league yeah. anymore. <laughs> they were in the league and then they got booted out. Dang it. Yeah, okay. That's good. All of the ultimate backpedal by the, the commish. Full panic. I had that written on mine, actually, was just them getting into the league, but I like yours better, so now I have to pivot. Um, um, okay, to be fair, they weren't in the league, and then we went to Craigans, and everyone drank, like, a pitcher of beer each, and everyone's like, yeah, fucking join the league, yeah. And then we blacked out, and then the drive home, Pansky was, as I was puking outside of Pansky's Dodge Ram, really shitty truck, he was like, they're not in the league, are they? And I was like, no. That's the story. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, Brian, you gotta go again. Oh my gosh. Dude, snake draft. Come on. Where are you, Billy? I know, I gotta come up with another too, so take your time, Brian. What? I'm Billy Football? Yeah, you're Billy. It's snake draft. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, you already took mine about Andy's cabin. I mean, that was such an epic draft. Um, man, I mean, that island was something else. That island draft was so sweet. Yes. I have to bring it up. Sorry, Liberty. <laughs> Watching your boat float down the St. Croix River 
<laughs> that takes the cake. That's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> so funny. I've, I've never seen <laughs> so much fear in a man's eye. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seeing him, like, sprints down the beach looking for it. You, can, you just, like, see him diving into the water because it's legitimately floating next to, uh, like, that channel, like, by the bridge. It's so bad. Oh, my God. That was that was unbelievable. I love it. Um. All right, Daddy. Yeah, I don't know. I I was gonna say like Mount Rushmore of moments would have been having all the gals there, but I don't know if I want to set that precedent. Because <laughs> I like I loved I loved it and hated it. Because I don't know that I want that to be a thing forever, but I also kind of feel like it's inevitable. Um, that it's gonna, it's gonna happen. So. Uh, yeah, I'll throw I'll throw that in there because they were there for that that draft party and I guess that would be my moment. It was cool. It was really cool for me to see all the gals getting along and having fun. And then it really that sparked for them. Now they you know do some stuff where they actually get together outside of when we're doing our end of the year party and whatever else. You know sometimes now they'll go do shit. So uh, Mount Rushmore moment I guess or sub Rushmore moment. I'm not sure yet. We'll. Yet to be determined, but that was a pretty big one anyways. Having the gals there yeah, was funny. I I would probably agree with that. Just because it was uh it was kinda classier besides Prank uh nailing that forty year old the night before. Um, <laughs> we we rented a house on the St. Croix. Super nice house. Nobody RSVP'd. So it went from twelve people staying there to twenty people staying there, which is classic. Um yep. that whole weekend was great. The golf the golf uh, Moscow got Moscow got heat stroke, so he left early. Yep. The whole everything about it was great, and then we ended up in Stillwater, which was fantastic. Who doesn't love Stillwater? Love getting stilly and my, sti- silly and stilly. Sorry. Yeah, you, 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 Brian took my last one because that was easily a shoo-in. The last one I'm gonna <laughs> the last one I'm gonna choose is is not your typical one. It is uh, our very first draft. We bought these this big package of stickers with a live draft board, and we used those stickers and we stuck we stuck them on Gabby's walls. We stuck them on people's faces, like we stuck them all over the place. You'd see them for years after. You'd fucking like you'd see Denario Alexander randomly at at the market or at Market Street. It was the best thing ever. Um, uh, we made Dolly and and Allie. fish, yeah, and, and fish, like live draft BR sticker bitches. The whole. The whole very first year, it was after Phil commissioner, after Brian was commissioner, and then now I was commissioner. Live draft, our very first live draft, was just the shit. And they made the gal, Allie was in there making uh, tacos for us. Like they had a big ass pot of tacos and they were bringing out food to us and we had girl, yeah, sticker bitch. Not, I mean, you know, just for the terminology, not because I feel any sort of negative feelings towards those women. I have nothing but the utmost respect for them, but <laughs> that is the accepted vernacular. So, uh, but that, yeah, that was just, a, that was an epic draft. That was my first time really hanging out with you guys, like, ever. That was probably my first big chestnut party, so I can't believe that one didn't jump into my head. Because that was funny to me, yeah. live. Okay, let's run through them and then we let Brian go because he looks nervous as fuck. Yep. <laughs> okay, I went... Um, pick, uh, number one was picture of Brian in the pontoon. Number two was uh, drafting Blair Walsh by Cheb. 
three was the Dodge draft in Eau Claire. And then the fourth was the, our very first live draft in Sticker Bitches. Uh, Crip went first time seeing Brian's wiener at the Andy Cabin draft. Uh, the JC's fishing tourney, when it was really warm, we grilled brats and stuff. Pansy caught a really tiny fish and entered it in the tournament. Uh, Crip then went uh, press conferences, the presser rule, which is elite. And then he finished with St. Croix Airbnb uh, with the girls and Liberty's birthday weekend type of thing. Yeah. Brian went number one, the island draft where Tommy dumped in the cornhole bag board. <laughs> number two was uh, the Tommy versus Gunner rivalry. It's been uh, it's been a thing for a while, but now it's it's kind of ramping back up again. It's the best. Then he went uh, when number 13 and 14 were in the league, and then on the drive home, they weren't in the league. <laughs> and then the fourth one was Liberty's dad's boat. If you have to ask, then you'll never know. <laughs> so I guess uh, that is it. Uh, this is the wrap on another fantastic episode of the Burbs Boys podcast. This was a good um, one. I loved it. Yeah, we had Stinky on here um, doing a Skype meeting, which sucks because, you know, COVID's still a thing, uh, unfortunately, and it's hard to get people together anymore. But uh, hopefully we'll get through all that and through the holiday season and to the end of the year party, Crags. I don't know. Do you have any update on Craggins, Pete? Anything there? <clears throat> Not – I mean – it's booked. It's already paid for. It's done. I am crossing my fingers for some better news when it comes to traveling and hanging out together. Uh, my issue is Doll's dad. Like, yeah. I can't, I just can't, I can't mess around with hanging out with people, which is why I haven't, because he'd legit die if we got it. Um, so yeah. if nothing changes, if things keep surging and shit, and they don't recommend people hanging out in groups of bigger than five or whatever mm-hmm. we'll probably just we'll probably just postpone it to the spring Pansky had a good idea of like uh doing like a golf mix the end of the year party with some golf and maybe even like i don't want to do the draft that early but whatever we'll do something in the spring um but as of right now it's already booked and it's paid for um it's really easy for me to cancel it's really easy for me to just push to spring i'll mm-hmm. just call them but uh Oh, just cross your fingers, I guess. I don't know what uh, atheists do, but Liberty, whatever you guys do, just um, pray to whatever you pray to, that everything gets figured out vaccine-wise or whatever. I have no idea. Just hoping it gets solved because it's it's literally like the most fun part of every year. This is the fucking Craigan strip. For sure, because there's no pressure. I love it way more than the draft. The draft you actually like prep for and there's some stressful components of it and then there's... I do love the banter that goes along with the draft, but um, yeah, end of the year party's awesome. Plus, it's usually that time of year. There's you know we get done with holidays, we get done with seeing all the people that we have to see, <laughs> and uh, it, we get to go do that with our buddies and see you know the guys we want to or the people we really want to hang out with and spend time with. So always a rager, but um, yeah. We'll I see. would say yeah. I would just say let me let me know if you know no matter what that you can't come because of whatever reason no judgment at all who cares like right. we don't get we don't ever get a full a full roster of dudes there right just let me know because if i can if i already know that only four of us are going to show up um that's we can socially distance with a, with a small amount of dudes no problem 
Uh, I don't know. I just, it's booked. I'm just hoping for the best. I'm, I'm expecting the worst, but hoping for the best. Yeah, okay. Well, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, to the guys in the playoffs, including myself. Good uh, luck. Yeah, best of luck to us. Hopefully it's exciting at least. Uh, all I really want is good matchups. I want everybody that's in the championship bracket to score 150-plus, like 100-plus points and just have huge performances and back and forth, and that's awesome because when I won it, Brian and I both had trash teams and the championship was so boring. Awesome. But that was also cool too, so I guess. Uh, yeah, and um, – other than that, I don't really have anything else. Uh, I'm sure as we get down to this, I, I would hope, you know, that since we kind of got this one together, we could probably get another podcast or two here and at least break down the championship game here. So I would expect we at the very least get that going. But other than that, sure. un- until then, uh, good luck to everybody. Be happy, healthy, and safe. And uh, Burbs Boys out. Bye. Yeah, so we had some guy from home. We just want to start and get, like, the expensive quote on the front end, you know, just go through Home Depot, see what it would cost to do the whole thing, and, like, pay, you know, people that you don't normally pay. Just what what's the, uh, like, the bougie way to do it, the late, the least resistance. And, yeah, they came For in sure. to do new flooring, um, update the trim, get a new vanity countertop, new tub and uh tile in the shower there uh $21,000 so yeah that's what you said that's I mean <laughs> fuck <laughs> and of course they're gonna give it to you like on the higher end obviously yeah and then they pull that shit like oh yeah we're gonna save you three grand if you do it today I'm like well I'm sorry I'm not going to commit to this today so I guess I'll just not save three thousand dollars and then I probably won't go with you guys because you can give me that discount and you're gonna choose not to by trying to freaking uh, force my hand and make me do it today no thanks not not a fan of that strategy I can't imagine many people going with Home Depot because they're like you're you're not gonna save there's not gonna save fucking money no I mean I just really wanted to see, and I, the, the hardest part is this project Amanda really wants done, um, and you know it's just, but it falls on me to do it. It's going to be craft work and painting and sanding and all that stuff, and that's all stuff that I'm so anal about. I know I'm going to have to do it. It's not really her making me do it. It's that I'm not going to be able to relinquish the responsibility of doing it and just doing it myself because I'll be so picky about it. And yeah, fatal flaw. <laughs> That's gonna be sweet though, like in the uh, B. My last name? Yeah. Is your son? Yeah. As you know? Fucking A. B. Milner's 07 at winona.edu. You're a fucking square, bro. <laughs> at Gmail, dude. Oh, winona.edu? B. Mule. Runners, 07. At Gmail. Hey, bro. Winona.edu. Winona. Yeah, got it. <laughs> I'm so sick of this already. <laughs> All right, I sent you an invite. Okay. All right. All right, let me know. Okay. Okay. What am I letting you know? If you can in- answer this invite. Yeah, answer it. God. 
You were from Home Branch? I'm all of a sudden in the office right now, so. Nice. All right. You have an yeah, office with a door? Yeah. You're so important. I know, it's so sweet. <laughs> This is electric banter, I love it.